this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. It is all about the ladies tonight, y'all. What's up, After Buzzers? You are watching The Affair After Show. We are covering Season 5, Episode 2. Janelle is still having some troubles with work. Helen is seeing visions of Vic and is potentially narcoleptic. And Joni is officially on her way to Montauk. We are talking all that and more right now. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What's up, After Buzzers? Happy Labor Day to all of those watching with us now. Thank y'all so much for joining us. Uh, another crazy episode of The Affair, of course, as always. I'm your host, April Wissenhant, joined by my lovely lady, the Allison Dean. Hello, April. It's so good to see you. You too. <laughs> Such like a roller coaster of an episode tonight. Lots of emotions happening, sad, all of it. What did you think? I mean, I think for me, it this episode was extra confirmation of just, like, what a juicy season we're going to get. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they're packing every moment for us, and I don't know. I've just, I mean, I was watching intently. Yeah. There was, like, not a dull moment. I agree. We were, like, talking about, like, season three last week, mm-hmm. where, you know, there was some a few dull moments in our book. So, anyway, this season, I, I feel like they're definitely going to be punctuating on a very high note. Yeah. That's how I feel. They're definitely, like, giving us all that we want, which is... That's all we've been asking for the whole time, right? What it's also interesting because of the loss of Allison and Cole, right? right? So that's what's also extra surprising to me is how engaged I feel mm-hmm. around the characters that mm-hmm. they're presenting to us, mm-hmm. right? So, I don't know. Well done. It just shows, like, how good of a job they're doing with even some of the newer characters, mm-hmm. you know, new-ish, I guess. I feel as much invested in them as I did in Allison and Cole, yep. which is very strange to me. Right. Um, before we get into it, thank y'all so much for joining us. We have the chat open. We want to know what y'all thought because it was just, like we said, such an action-packed episode. Um, be sure to hang around. We have some great news and gossip for y'all as well as our special segment and some predictions for the rest of the season. Um, I want to get right into it. Part one, Janelle! I know, and we didn't see that coming. No. I actually had no idea, but I... At first I was like, huh. And then as they got into it, Mm -hmm. 
I felt really satisfied with it. You I know did what I too. mean? I was like, oh, we're going to get some juice out of this. And actually, I said this to you before we started filming. Mm. We see Anton, which delighted me because I just felt like, how can they leave him out, right? It was such, right. again, he was such a big part of last season with Noah and that whole situation. Mm-hmm. So that made me happy. It made me happy too. And just seeing him, like, you know, we got a very small snippet of him, obviously, right. but seeing him, you know, kind of thriving at college and, yeah. uh, you know, maybe running for student government, just a different Anton than we saw last season. So I think that's good for her to see as a mother. And actually, I know we haven't started talking about this yet, mm-hmm. but it'd be interesting to parallel the fact that if he runs for student government and perhaps she also runs for the board, right? That would so, be amazing. And perhaps that would be like, I'm wondering if Anton is going to have an influence on her desire to now do this, you know, as being a role model to mm-hmm. him and just what that looks like. So anyway, we can talk about that though. I like that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely good to see him doing well, but I think she's... Uh, I don't know that she's struggling with empty nest syndrome, but she has a lot going on right now. And, like, it makes me feel so bad for her to see her having this happy moment with her son, seeing him thriving, and then it's, like, as she's getting you know, what could be considered to be devastating news. Where it's Not not that even, she's even gotten the news yet, but she sees that email where it's like, we got your application. Of course, we know she's having to reapply for the job of principal or whatever, um, which is just so insane to me. We uh, There's a lot that kind of makes that unfold, but we ultimately see her getting this call from Joel uh, when she's at the funeral, and he's telling her that they're now going to be co-principals. Yeah. Do you think he... So she clearly did not know that beforehand. And he... It seems like he didn't know. Do you think that he's, like, actually being smug in the conversation? Or do you think he's actually like, okay, let's, like, see what we can do with this? I feel like his... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's almost like we need to do a segment on Joel's what not to do or something. Exactly. His whole character just needs like a what not to do segment for life kind of thing. I don't feel like there was malintent. Mm. Um, I think he was coming from a genuine place, but it's almost like he does not have the etiquette of just (laughs) don't do that. He couldn't read the room. (laughs) Right, right, right. right. Not only, you know, we see he had called her like multiple times and texted her. And I think she was texting him, be like, I can't FaceTime, whatever. Right. Um, But then he FaceTimes her anyway. Right. But it was very clear, even if she's like, you know, trying to fake it, it was very clear that she was, like, not happy with the conversation that was happening. And he just kept going. Right. And yeah, I don't know if that's just him being an idiot. Or I don't think the initial phone call was done with, like, bad intentions. But it's very, I mean, it's obvious to a viewer. It has to be obvious to a person speaking to her. And then the, like the the fist thing that he does. Oh my god. End. Oh my the, just all of it. And yeah. the fact that she said I'm at a funeral and then he had the audacity to be like who died. And it's right. like we're, this is not the time to have this conversation, you like, know. Oh, that sucks. Right. right. It just it, the whole thing was kind of inappropriate in yeah. my book. Um one of the things that we all like about the show so much is the way that they just kind of put these things 
in your face and they aren't afraid to talk about topics that are uncomfortable for a lot of people. But it's like, who cares that they're uncomfortable and like screw political correctness when it comes to that. But one of the uh, Sarah Treem uh, tweeted that like the script actually said Joel raises his arm as a, that in what could be seen as like a, a power move, like uh-huh, a, uh-huh, a Black uh-huh. Panther move. Uh-huh. And it actually physically said that in the script. And I so enjoy that they're not kind of shying away from this and her storyline. Right. Do you think that like we're actually going to get some resolution with her like being okay? Not to skip ahead, but it's just, it comes to mind. Like actually being, you know, comfortable with the position that she's in or do you think she'll this is always always going to be a struggle in her mind personally well okay so when she was having the conversation with her ex-husband right and he said to her i've said this to you numerous times Mm -hmm. and i'm only going to say this to you one last time um it's not you it's them Mm -hmm. and she finished his sentence that that final time it's them right Mm -hmm. i think she perhaps is now having a coming to for herself of like okay, clearly what I've been doing Mm -hmm. isn't quite working. And I'm a highly educated woman. Mm -hmm. I have many degrees. I'm a hard worker. I mean, the accolades go on and on, right? With the kind of woman that she is. So it's now it's like, what do I need to do to make this work for me? Exactly. And I think that's what we're going to see. So I feel like she's now kind of turning herself on to this notion of what is it that I want Mm -hmm. and how can I make it all happen on my terms now and so I think that's that to me is what the inner conversation in her head is so I think there's a lot of um turmoil around that because I think she's like afraid on some levels of what that looks like and but I clearly she's not happy with the she doesn't want a co-principal no of course not no and it we can obviously see as viewers and of just longtime fans of the show that her doing that is never going to be acceptable to her right and even the fact that she goes to her ex-husband, you know, with this contract, it's just so crazy. You know, it's not only as a woman, but also as an African-American woman that she is having to do all of... Everything she's saying is totally correct. You know, I have... This this is a guy that Joel is, you know, freshly out of college, his first job. He's been there for a few years, whatever. Um, But also, she did do some things that didn't sit well with, you know, people that would have been important. But that was her job, to do those things and to make a mark and whatever. And everything you're going to do isn't always going to make everybody happy. Correct. So seeing her go through this and have to reapply for this job and then to be hit with, oh, not only are we making, did we make you reapply, now you're going to be co-principal with this guy that has no accolades or anything that kind of match up to you. I'm just so happy that she didn't kind of, that she didn't settle for it. Because in the conversation with her ex-husband, or with Carl, um, I I thought that she was going to. And even throughout the episode, thinking about everything else and taking out everything else, I was like, but what is she going to do without a job? I know. And so I'm hoping, I really do, I think it's an exciting storyline to see if she ends up running for the board. Because I think that is now going to create a different character arc for her. And I think that'll be interesting for us to see as viewers. And also just kind of, like, really, like, taking ownership in a different way of, like, herself, her career, Mm -hmm. and, like, the influence she wants to have in the scholastic environment, right? Because she had a lot of, like, big intentions and goals with, like, Mm -hmm. the students and what she wanted to do and her effect on all that. And so I think if she can do that from a different vantage point... I don't know. I just think that that's an awesome thing. And it'll be obviously interesting to see how that unfolds with Carl in the picture, perhaps. I think that seeing her and Carl kind of 
unite as this team. Obviously, we're definitely going to talk about the, all the stuff that happened tonight with her, uh, with Janelle and Noah and the funeral situation. Um, but seeing them kind of come together and he brings, he does seem to bring out this side of her that Noah just can't. And right. to see him kind of give her this idea because... I, like I said, I was worried the entire time. Well, what is she going to do? But clearly she could be, like, a little okay if she's buying $1,000 dresses. Yeah. Like, she, she's not going to be, <laughs> you know, down and out. Um, but that's what I was thinking. Like, what is she going to do? So to see him kind of formulate this idea for her. And uh, we, but Allison and I both said when we were talking before, we had no idea Coral was a lawyer. By the way. Yeah. Like, I had... If they touched on that last season, then that totally went over my head or I missed it. Because I think he was portrayed as... Or we only saw the quote-unquote deadbeat dad side of him right. last season. Where he wasn't doing much. Or when he was, it was always tumultuous. There was never a time of peace. Well, I think we got the impression that he was, like, a bad influence on Anton. Right. And so... But clearly, I'm like... I don't know. He's we, not. We misread, misread that whole thing, or well, I don't know. Well, he's in therapy. I know. Which Sanaa Lathan, who plays Janelle, tweet, she was live tweeting uh, yesterday during the episode, and she said that it was one of her favorite things about the episode was that they said he was in therapy. Because, first of all, it's not a typical thing, and I feel like it's still a little bit taboo today, uh, which I don't understand why. Even, even though I feel like we move forward in some ways, there's still other things like for a man to talk about going to therapy especially by himself and especially of his own accord like right. he decided i'm going to go to therapy and maybe fix these issues one of those issues being he had an affair back in the day i know i was like of course they're going to weave something in right i mean it wouldn't be the affair without some kind of a naughty naughty exactly sidebar that happened so and that was interesting i did like uh and it's weird that i liked this moment i guess but when he talks about after he approaches her with the you know running for the board situation um how he said you know i just got this girl elected yeah. and she's you know i forget how old she was but young 30, 30 something, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's 30 some odd years old and she did this and this and this before and she's like oh did you did yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you banging her? Did you bleep her too? <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. And he could have had this reaction of like, how dare you ask me that? Yada, yada, yada. But then they have this moment where he's like, no, I'm not bleeping her. I only, there's only one woman for me. What did he say? It was like something to that effect. It was something like, there's only one person that I want. As I stare directly into your eyes and clearly I'm trying to tell you something. Right. Like it's her. Right. Yeah. Do moral of their whole story before we talk about her actual relationship that she's in, even though she doesn't consider it a relationship, um, do you think that Carl is right for her? I think we don't know enough yet about whatever between... I mean, clearly, obviously, 25 years of history together, Mm -hmm. you can't... You can't undo any of that stuff, right? And I feel as though she obviously still cares for him, values his opinion, mm-hmm. you know. Um... <laughs> what do you think they could have been talking about when he said, like, oh, you always, this night, again, you always show up here? Is it like a, a beginning of the school stressor thing? Oh. He said that at the beginning of the episode, like, you always show, show up here this night. Oh, maybe I didn't pick up on that. Possibly, maybe it was right? Like the anniversary of something, uh, yeah. or maybe it was just totally random. I um, or maybe it's just like one of those things where you show up here at random when you need something, right. you know, like you need me, right? And she does need him, right? I think that they 
you're completely right. We don't know enough about him yet. We only really got a very negative view of him last season. Yep. Not even just, I guess when, earlier when I said dead be dead, I don't even think that he was that, but he obviously just like made some mistakes and wasn't involved in the way that she wanted him to be. Because he is, she wanted uh, Anton to stay kind of away from some of the things that his dad did because she thought it would hinder his future in a certain way. Right. So it's just very interesting to see her going through everything that she's going through. Um, but I do, I mean, whether it just be the actors, whether it be the way that it was written, I think probably a little both of it, they definitely have chemistry. a chemistry yeah. that she and Noah just do not I am have. on the same page with you, 100%. And yes. it's, I felt it between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, this is spicy. Yeah. And yeah, you just, and obviously... They could totally be playing that too, right? So deliberately, both the actors of Janelle and Noah could be playing that lack of chemistry, right? right? On purpose for mm-hmm. us. Um, because they're both exceptional actors. So I have a feeling if they wanted us to know hot chemistry. But I, I feel like even last season when, like, you know, they had their moments of passion, mm-hmm. it wasn't so great. Yeah, it still wasn't quite... Well, this is the thing. I think their relationship, kind of, or lack of relationship, according to what she says, is it kind of boils down to a lot of uncomfortable moments to me. Yeah. Um, I did like... Not that I dislike them now, but I definitely liked them more last season because you see the building up of something, even though I think they built it on eggshells because of all of... Mainly because him being a teacher and her being uncomfortable with being his boss because of how other people see it, perceive it, mainly because of the, the color. Like, I think last season she needed an ally, mm-hmm. right? And he was willing to be that ally. And I think he likes the idea of kind of riding in on the white horse and, like, rescuing when he can. Yeah. And so I think that that's how it all kind of came to be. And vice versa, she was sort of supporting him in different ways that he needed support as, like, someone new coming to Los Angeles and whatever mm-hmm. that looked like. So it was it was something that made sense given the circumstances of the time that they met. Right. Now I think things are obviously shifting. So many things that happened in tonight's episode were, uh, well, obviously we know done on purpose, but all about, okay, not only is she just from a different culture because of her race. I feel like they very obviously were trying to say that tonight, but also just things because she's a woman. The moment, not this didn't have to be, have to do with being a woman, but we talked about it beforehand. When she comes into the coffee shop and is talking to Sasha and Noah and she has no idea who he is and they both think that it's like ridiculous and she clearly does not. And it's clearly uncomfortable when they're in the car, but she's like, I don't know who this is. Why is this so funny? Now, in the show, this man, Sasha, is, like, a big star, big actor, big director. So, like, oh, you should know him. But, like, right. who cares? She doesn't know him. Yeah. Get over it. Right. So, it, I feel like that was kind of, like, the first sprinkle of, wow, this is just going to be super uncomfortable for the whole rest of the episode. Yeah, like, we're just not on the same page. Right. Um, I do like 
that, you know, a lot of times when they have the different sections per, per episode, it's a moving forward of the story. Yeah. Her whole part tonight was showing us her experience at the funeral, which was just so different than <laughs> how Helen perceived things and how Noah perceived things. And it was so very telling. Uh, whenever she walks up and he's introducing his kids, I was like, she doesn't know the kids? Because in his part, she if they introduced the kids, then we didn't see that part. Right. But like, not that they knew her well, but she definitely walked up and was like, hi, 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 hi to right, everyone. Right, right. Um, seeing her in the moments of standing outside with them when they're all, all the kids are actually very sweet to yeah. Noah, I thought was super interesting because in his part last episode, it was pushback. The, right. Right. So why do you think she perceives them being that way? Now he could have perceived that wrong as well, but I tend to think him seeing his kids act negatively toward him while part of that is probably in his head. I feel like that rings more true to me than them being like hi dad we love you so much not that that's what they said but that's the vibe that we clearly got we don't know how he's painted his children to her Mm -hmm. so perhaps he's painted a better picture of what their relationship actually looks like and Mm -hmm. so her standing aside and just seeing any form of an interaction one can spin that to you know envision that it's probably something positive versus negative right i mean that's my assumption because we haven't been a part of any of those you know inner conversations around how he talks about his kids to her right and even when she sees uh helen and noah hugging it's definitely like a very familiar hug between the two of them not that it wasn't last week i mean they clearly like like we said they're trying to build that chemistry back up but the way Janelle saw it was very different than it was perceived last so, week. Okay, so then now I have a question. So do you feel as though her seeing that sort of embrace mm-hmm. is what also may have prompted her to feel more of a calling to go see Carl and to then thus have some romantic moments? Definitely. 100%. Even, like, the next part of my notes is Whitney saying, walking up to Janelle Ugh. and saying... Wow, the coolest thing my dad has ever done is date a woman of color. Like, who... Uh, I know, I was having also, I was like, mm, that just doesn't... First of all, like, who would just ever say that? And, like, okay, Whitney has been maybe a little dense in some episodes, but, like, and I get why they did that as writers and as the show, because they want us to see yeah. this is very different for her. This is not uncomfortable. And maybe that moment didn't actually happen, but that's how she felt in the moment. She felt that everyone was looking at her like... Fish out of water. Exactly. And even um, comparing some of the some of the funeral scenes where she walks up and everybody's dressed in white, and she's like, really? <laughs> Last week, not everybody was dressed in white. A lot of people were dressed in all white, but it was definitely sprinkled it was like throughout. Yeah. Yes. And it's different for her. So one of the things that almost, that I definitely wish she could get out of her head about is that she feels so different. Right. But other people are putting that on her as well. But I don't think that's just other people. We see it all throughout the episode in her. even, And that's what Carl says the same thing. Essentially, she's in her own head about so much stuff, but she has reason to be. But I just wish that she could kind of get out of it. I think if she had gotten out of it, then maybe it things could have been different between her and Noah in these moments. At the funeral? Yes. Okay. Or And just in general. Okay. And then, obviously... 
I, you know, I'm going, like, thinking of them at the house when you see Noah and Helen and everybody's all lovey-dovey with the kids and stuff like that, and that didn't happen. And then just the moments of Bruce asking her to oh, get a drink, oh. and then Helen asking her to help with the valet. I mention that because I think it's important about the in-your-head thing, which, like we said, these are all perceptions, and it happened very different in Helen's part, uh, when Helen's like, could you go help with the valet? I think you'd do a lot better. And last week, it was it was Janelle offering to Yeah, let me go do this. She was like, oh, you need help? Let me go do this. Right. Um, and then she walks out, and it's a young black kid. She's like, really? I, it's, I, I almost wish that she would make those things, voice her opinions about those things, but instead she just, like, keeps them all in a bubble, and it could just, like, explode at any moment. But I think that that's also what we're maybe driving towards, too, right? Yeah. So it's like these moments where perhaps she's not saying what is clearly on her mind to be said Mm -hmm. and we'll see that eventually yeah which will be rewarding for all of us exactly right i i said it at the beginning of the episode but one of i like that they're i feel like teaching people with these moments because of how they're not afraid to like go there with the discomfort and not afraid to be you know, politically incorrect. Obviously, this is a fictional show, but I feel like by showing what she's going through, not only as a woman, but also an African-American woman, they're doing a good job of teaching people who, you know, like a character like Helen, she maybe doesn't know that by her, well, she clearly knows, like asking someone who she doesn't know to go get the valet. But she, even in some of the other things that she says, let's take it as if Helen's part was actually real last, last episode of where she's like, oh crap, I just, I really need help. And the valet is just not doing their job. You know, when you're, not that you can constantly be worried about who you're around and what you're going to say, but to kind of take that in and realize, oh, your privilege is probably because of this, this, and this, and this person has to work a thousand times harder to get, you know, the smallest bit of the success that you have. Yeah. I know, it's a lot. I was like, okay, <laughs> where to go from there? Um, so, I think, um, well, okay, so here's what I really thought was interesting, because I think that there's aspects of Janelle that are quite similar to Helen, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, Helen can be quite candid and very direct, mm-hmm. brutally direct. Mm-hmm. And so, and I feel as though Janelle has the ability to sort of, you know, match that to a T, mm-hmm. but it's, she's uncomfortable right now in that space. So, Again, I think it'll be interesting to see kind of what what lies ahead for her. And, yeah. like, her voice really coming out and calling people out when they're doing inappropriate things. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Um, I want to move on to Helen's part, but before we do, you have a little something for us? Oh, yeah. So, before we move on to our next topic, just wanted to say thank you so much for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. For us to continue to grow, we do need your help. Uh, if you're on YouTube right now... Please hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us that five-star rating. We appreciate it. No matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. April is in the chat right now. Oh, yeah. Being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us here. And we truly appreciate you supporting us and doing what we love. Don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying all of our shows. There are many. Oh, yes. Um, okay, Helen's part was such an interesting part. I agree. And dear God, Maura Tierney just 
um, she always kills it. So there we go. Um, we, they start off when they're at the set and they're acting out the scene of where Noah leaves her and they find Allison's bra in one of the drawers. Um, what did you think about how this is a big topic of conversation in tonight's episode. So what did you think about how the actors were actually acting it out? Remembering what really happened. Okay. So it's interesting because as I was watching it, I was kind of disconnected from it. Mm -hmm. You you know, I just was kind of like, I mean, obviously I knew we were watching the filming of the movie, right? but I didn't really have many opinions of it at that time. And then it wasn't until Helen was basically calling Sasha out on the fact that there needed to be much more bitchiness in that scene, right? right? Like, much more, like... So, at that part, I was definitely on Helen's side going, Yeah, yeah, Helen, these are good notes. Yeah. yeah these these are... Helen the director. Uh, yeah, Helen... Yeah, right. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I... Watching it, I was like, this is so not what happened. Because... I, you remember, I think they did it in the preview, like, for the show at the uh, last episode. But she's screaming, get out, Oh, get yeah. Out. She's going ballistic and going, and this lady's kind of just like, oh, what is this? This hot pink bra. I was like, oh, God, this isn't how this is going to go, right? Right. And then I could see the connection being made. But I also, when Helen says, like, you know, the character needs to be a little bit more biatch, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think about Helen used to not be this way. Helen always spoke her mind, right. but Helen was so... I think it was because we saw so much of her that was just focused on the, like, my kids, my kids, I have to do whatever for my kids that I can. Uh, we didn't... We almost didn't see for a very long time the aspect of her personality of kind of being strong. the strong, super strong woman that she is. And I, I actually like that because it can take me back to, like, okay, this is, this is who she is now, but... More so because she's going through this situation. She's like a mix of the two is who I hope they ultimately will show her as being. Yes. Um, I was surprised that she didn't go with Sasha, though. Initially. Yes. Well, I think, I mean, clearly in a time of loss, too, Mm -hmm. you're feeling, I mean, who knows what you're feeling? You have no sense of what you're feeling oftentimes, right? So, uh you could tell she was shocked and also a little put off by it. Right. I, I, like, what? What's happening right now? And then, you know, she had something to go do. She had to go see her son's play. So, you know, valid, valid reasons why she wasn't like, sure, I'll just skip everything and go to lunch with you. Right. I mean, she's clearly not a, like a super fan of this guy. She right. could give a crap. Which exactly. is which is more entertaining, and I think that's also why he is so Intrigued. come see me. Right. He was so shocked when he said that, when she said that. I think he literally was like, "Really? Yeah." And that was it. Um, but that's she's... a second person that had no idea who he was. Oh yeah, true, very true. Or like and... didn't didn't know. I mean, obviously she knew who he was in the sense of. Well, wait, no, no. She knew who he was. He didn't know who she was. Right. Okay. Right. Sorry. But also, like, she's not super familiar with him either. Um, but she's experienced this like bout of narcolepsy. Which grief can do many, many, many things to you. But right. we even see her fall, fall asleep at Trevor's play. Um, at the wrong moment. Oh, just the, literally the worst possible. I know. Moment. Like when the sun is turning around and mom is asleep. And like she had just, I was like, oh, Helen, bad right. move, bad she, move. She falls asleep in the car with Whitney when they were having what I thought was a great conversation because they talked about the scene that they were acting out. And Whitney was like, was I home? During all, like, they had, and you forget because we thought 
the kids saw so much of this because they did see a fair amount. Yep. But there is a lot that Helen shielded them from. Yep. Which is also why I think back to those moments of, like, she was doing so much for her kids that we didn't really get to see a lot of, like, the super blunt, very, you know, forward Helen that we see now. Um, but we see her Googling, uh, is narco- can narcolepsy, or is narcolepsy a sign of cancer or oh, something like that? Have you ever Googled? <laughs> Is that? something that no, not that, but like something about yourself. I I have. Oh sure. Yeah. Who hasn't? Right. I, I mean, then, like you can piece together. Really, you know. I mean, can this cause that? Can that cause this? And Lord knows, Google will give you all your answers. And basically, anything is like you have cancer. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Is this gray hair coming out of my elbow a sign of cancer? Yes. Yes. Right. It is. Um, we but, can find the yes and the f- and you can find the no. You're crazy. Exactly. So you can find both. Right. Right. Um, but she's. Also kind of still in the thoughts of cancer and because of Vic. Um, Obviously, not to skip ahead, but seeing her kind of see him later, she has like a vision, which is actually very common. People say all the time, whether you believe in ghosts or not or anything, I don't think it has anything to do with that. Um, But people often say like they see a loved one or a friend or whoever that has just passed, especially when they don't feel settled about it. Right. And I don't think she's ever going to feel settled about it. Even thinking of, I mean, maybe she will eventually, but even just with like how the whole funeral went down. By the way, need to correct myself because I'm I'm gonna not be able to think of her name now. Who? Um, what's her face that he just had? The Vic just had a baby with. Oh, she was at the funeral. Y'all know who I'm talking about. I'm just having a blank moment. She was at the funeral. I said last week she wasn't. She was sitting right behind Helen. Um, with the baby. No, yes. Helen had the baby. No, Helen had the baby. She, she was sitting right beside her. Right. Um, Helen does decide to go to Sasha's house after he kind of, he's text messaging her on the computer. But She's like, who is this? It's kind of like old school AIM. If y'all don't know what AIM is, then I'm so sorry for y'all. Um, but she gets this message. Well, I messages. It was, yeah. It was, yeah. It was but like, message. it seemed like you, you're like in a chat room with your friends. I don't know why I just got that vibe. Okay. You know, um, she goes over there. And let's hang out. Right. They're having these like teachable moments when it comes to what not to do. Exactly. (laughs) A lot of stuff not to do. Um, She just seems out of it. Did you think that this was just like the grief or did you think this is because of the medication that we saw her take of Vicks last week? You mean why she went over there? No, 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 no. Just, like, all of her reactions during I think she's super time. tired, so she's clearly not sleeping. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. I think it's just full-on... She's exhausted. She's I... emotionally exhausted. She's clearly physically exhausted. Mm-hmm. She's tired. I thought maybe... And I, I'm guessing, obviously, it's not because they never address it whatsoever. I was like, oh, God, maybe she's still taking the medication of Vicks. And is not feeling good because of that. Um, because, Let's hope not. Exactly. I don't think I don't think it is, but that's what I thought at right, first. Right, Because, right. like, she's just passing out wherever. Well, and then she threw up. Well, she threw up after they played basketball and he hit her in the face with the basketball. So let's blame the concussion element of that, probably. Right. Okay. And just, like, think when, you know, like, adrenaline hitting you like that after you get hit in the face with a basketball. Like, and then take a, uh, a chug of wine. Yeah, right. Like, you're not going to feel great. <laughs> uh, but also, I think that stuff manifests itself. And, like, you're throwing up, you're falling asleep all the time, but, like... There's kind of a reason why you do get that. it out of you, Helen. Get right. it out. But Vi- oh my gosh, Vic! Oh God, I'm gonna do that probably a few times. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> but Sasha kind of 
gets her in this zen mode by doing his yoga poses, whatever. Which, like, I would die if I'm if the I was aerial yoga. If I was at a guy's house and he was like, "Let's go hang upside down in my aerial yoga hammocks," I'd be like, oh, "Okay." I feel as though I did appreciate that he was really trying to go outside of whatever he needed to like he was extending himself however he could to try and accommodate her yeah do you need tea do you need this let's go play basketball we can go for a walk like he clearly wanted to be kind to her mm. and obviously she clearly was giving him the whole i don't buy any of this right which is interesting it's interesting that she's pushing it back which i would too because you know if a big celebrity is just kind of like i'll do anything for you you're like right. uh yeah no right? and helen's a little smarter than that i think right she's like i see right through all this right. this is you know, what's going on here but i think that that makes it all the more interesting to kind of see how he's gonna overextend himself and obviously clearly he's doing it because he wants to know more of this helen character right. it's for the purpose of the movie too but i think he inadvertently is also going to become very attached to her which we all saw in the preview exactly right um i did like when he asked her like what do you think makes this character so aggressive talking about herself right 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 Um, right right. and that's where i'm like i feel like they're showing us this side of you know we've always talked about noah in the sense of like wanting to be this savior right and you know last episode we saw him cleaning the house and doing all of these things so just because we've seen the whole preview for the season, we don't we don't know anything technically that happens, but like you can guess some stuff anyway. Yeah. Um. I I think that they're showing this side of him as well as being this like caregiver and whatever. Because not that he's being a caregiver, but a very caring person, wanting to help her in this moment. Yeah. You know, th- taking all the movie crap out of it. Um, but I think that they're doing that because it's going to be even another way for them to be, for Noah to end up being like, this guy's me. Right. And I wonder if Sasha is doing that. This just came to my mind because he can see that Noah is that way. Like, now that would be like, okay, it's all just about the movie. But no, like in the, in his book, Noah portrays himself as like the night shining savior and helping when someone's in need. And Helen was clearly very much so in need at that moment. Like she's puking into a bowl. Well, I think too, um, are we going to talk about the video that, that Vic left to her? Yes. So, um, I think that video also reinstilled how much Helen needs to only think about herself and she needs people in her life that are also going to be paying attention to what does Helen need right now? Mm -hmm. Because so much of Helen's character has always been, what does everyone else need around me? Let me help everyone else around me. And so seeing Sasha, you know, kind of kowtow and, and do whatever he can to accommodate her, I think initially it's hard for her to accept that kind of, um, tenderness yeah because she's just not really she's used to doing it for everyone else um but i i like that message from vic kind of like do this for me if not for i mean obviously do it for you but if not for you do it for me i was like oh vic because think about you know when vic was doing well and before the cancer diagnosis and stuff like that he wasn't the most like lovey-dovey dude in the whole entire world either right um so i so enjoyed and uh, I mean just seeing her cry like this I'm like those are real tears watching her cry watching this video um but hearing him say like this is the time I need you to be selfish like please spend the rest of your life enjoying it 
I was just like, I, I like chicken deep exhale. I was like, ah. yeah. I was like, can she finally do that? Can she finally actually just be selfish? All of, I keep thinking all of her kids are grown because we're not seeing her with her kids as much anymore. Right. Um, which I think is good for her as a character. Obviously, she still has very small children, meaning like Stacy's very young still. Trevor's pretty dang young too. Um, I don't know their exact <laughs> ages anymore, but like you know, they're they're young. Um, and even, you know, like last week with her holding the baby and stuff like that, I'm just, I hope that she can actually really take that in. But I think that her kind of waiting to watch it and then hearing him say that later, not just like immediately after his death when she was probably just going to be mad that he said it, knowing Helen. Yeah. Um, I think it will actually truly resonate with her. I agree with you. Yeah. I think that... I mean, Helen's gone through a lot. You yeah. Know? She's gone through a lot, and she's become a, a new woman in a lot of ways. I mean, so she's the woman that we saw five years ago, but she's also, um, she's she's come into sort of a new strength, I feel. You yeah. know, there's a lot of that. And so it'll be interesting to see kind of how she plays in... Um, doing whatever she wants exactly whatever that looks like she's coming into a new life of being selfish and helen you deserve it honey more she's, than probably I mean, she's anybody gone through a lot she has yeah um our other girl who seems to have gone through a lot part three we have another little snippet of Joni. what a great opener with Joni, too right talking to your toilet <laughs> hey now so That's this, something. This has to be like. I mean, she's the toilet is trying to like. Re, she pukes the pills up, right? And the toilet is trying Thank to. Thank you like for read puking the pills is. up. I know. Thank God. Um, unknown, in, un, unknown substance, <laughs> unknown substance. And there's like red in the bathroom, like alerting the the police are on their way, right? right? Like <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, 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 no. This is bad. Um, it's oh, Joni. It was. Oh, it Joni. was. What a great scene. It was. Yeah. Um, the and se- also terrifying in yeah. the state of what technology may look like for us in a 30-year time span. Yeah. I hope that, like, nothing's trying to... Never mind. I was about to say something gross. Anyway, <laughs> um, the scene with her talking to her boss where they're... So, Joni works for some sort of environmental company. Um, they're doing certain things with, like, environmental construction. Assessments Ass- and, and improvements and... Right. Yes. Um, because, like we know, this is far ahead. So a lot has happened with the environment, which we end up seeing when she goes to Montauk. Um, but it was such, like, I just was looking at my notes. And it's such, I wrote, she has a weird sense of humor. Right. And I, said, I was Because she called the baby that her, her boss is pregnant. She called the baby a carbon bomb. <laughs> and, like, the boss clearly didn't get it. And she's like, look, I know you're having a carbon bomb, but that doesn't mean I have to feel bad about wanting to work. Right. We see Joni later tells her family like, "Oh, they're begging me to go to Montauk." Right. Why do you think she? Do you think she's avoiding time with her family because she just wants to go to Montauk, or like, what do you think? Obviously, we don't know. What do you think the reasoning behind her feeling this way is? So I think this is one of those um, things that we won't know until we dig in more to her character Mm -hmm. so i mean obviously she has a reason why she doesn't want to be at home right so there's something going on Mm -hmm. something that she either doesn't want to face and she wants to escape it or you know i mean there's some conflict happening whether it's her um her views on herself as a mother Mm -hmm. based on everything she knows about her own mother and just whatever this inner turmoil is about you know I'm the age that my mother was when she died Mm -hmm. and so whatever that's looking like so perhaps she's trying not to um you know 
she, she the idea of mothering right now is is not sitting well with her. So she's thinking, well, let me let me just get out of dodge right. and not be and just just work all the time and right. kind of avoid it. Right. I think that they're doing such a good job, like paralleling her with Allison and showing this inner dialogue that she has of like not being fully happy even though she should be very very happy she seems to have a great job she you know has a what seems to be a loving husband two beautiful kids um yeah but it's the same with allison she was always you know she was never fully just good to go um but seeing her go back to montauk and like they all of the environment stuff is uh sarah treem actually tweeted stuff that they predict will happen in the future so like there's already problems in montauk with the sea level rising and that's why we see like the puddle of fish and stuff like that they actually put out a really great article that you can read that has a lot more information about it but she goes to stay at her dad's house there's all these like high-tech whatever why aren't you letting me in house so why do you think it's important that she can't get in they clearly make a point of it so well, in my mind, I was thinking, oh, all the batteries are dead. That's what I, that's what I was going. <laughs> that's literally what I was thinking. But I like your angle. Of, okay. Um, you're you're not supposed to be here. I think some things <laughs> need to just be as simple as the batteries are dead. I know, right? I was like, oh, all the batteries are dead because no one has been here in a very long time, and and you can clearly tell, right? Um, but yeah, that's interesting too. The um, the notion that you're not meant to go inside. You're this is this is a, a telltale sign of turn Something back bad now. Has turn here. back. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, I definitely was not thinking that, but um but it's you know, my mind goes crazy. My I mind like goes crazy ways. I like it. Um I'm definitely excited to see her actually in Montauk and I, because I think that's what's going to be the true the, the meat of her story throughout the show. Oh, oh and yeah. I'm, I'm also happy that you know, we still are having our touches of Allison and Cole because as much as I do, obviously I'm loving all of the other stuff we're getting. I do. I I think I'm going to miss them no matter what. So yeah, I think with her storyline, we're going to definitely get what we need. Absolutely. I love it. (laughs) Okay. Let's move on and do our special segment. Cool. What not to do. Okay. This is a special segment we're going to do every week, and it basically is something that we would not have done in the situations that they are in in the specific episodes. Okay. So what happened tonight that you'd be like, what not to do? Um, so I feel as though, uh, the stuff that was going on between Sasha and Helen, mm-hmm. um, specifically around basketball playing, I don't know if you would be so aggressive in a basketball game with someone that you don't really know. So okay. I probably wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally couldn't believe that he was like, think fast. Right. I was like, really? Honestly, <laughs> how old are we? Why would Honestly, you ever do that? Right. So he that's, was trying to be like cute, but clearly that was didn't not work cute. Out. Yeah, that was definitely not. Not cute. My uh, what not to do is going to be for our lovely Whitney. You don't oh. ever walk up to your dad's girlfriend and say, Ugh. the coolest thing he's done is date a woman of color. Just don't do that. Come yeah, on, don't, honey. Don't Which do is that. why I think that the show is teaching people stuff because don't while, do that. Right. Just come on. Don't do that. Yep. Love mm-hmm. it. Okay. Now we have some news and gossip. Yes. Indeed. Yes. All right, so our favorite Whitney, Julia Goldani Teyes. Yes. Uh, she was interviewed by the Build series on YouTube um, and was asked how she was feeling about the final season. Uh, she said, I feel really good about it. 
it's going to be juicier than ever. Okay. Um, More juicy? Yeah. Uh, and she also revealed we're going to be getting three POVs of Whitney's character. So she did tell us that. So we're going to see in the next episodes three different occasions of everything in her POV, which was like, Ooh, obviously exciting for like her to that. film. Yep. Yeah. Um, mm-mm-mm. So she said her favorite storyline was Anna Paquin's. Oh. Uh, and specifically because she revealed this. I don't know if it's kind of a spoiler, but uh, she revealed that um, Anna Paquin is really going to try and figure out how Allison died. So she really is going to Montauk. And this is kind of what I said. I feel like they're going to be angling for this investigative approach around how Allison died. So mm, that's exciting for us. Um, And just as a fun tidbit, she is a, a, a comedic lover at heart. Her favorite movie is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, I love that. It's adorbs. Mine's Anchorman. So. And apparently she like knows it all by heart. So. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Amazing. It was a very cute interview um, online, YouTube, uh, Google build and her name and it should pop up for you. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, let's do some quick predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. What you got for us? Oh Lord. Um, I know. Oh my God. Well, okay, so I did think this was interesting in the preview I do think we're going to get some of Noah and Joni together. Yeah. So that is happening. And that's something where, I feel like you guys last week were like, I don't see it happening. And I didn't I'm like, see it in the preview. There was a voiceover of Noah talking to Joni about uh, Allison and uh, saying stuff about, like, her conflict and her turmoil and stuff. So I think we, whether or not that was a phone call, or I think we're going to see some of that. Okay. Um, I think more stuff is going to go down between Carl and Janelle, which I'm excited to see. Uh Um, And I really wonder how Noah is. I mean, he is, at least in the previews, Mm -hmm. he's going to be going through some stuff this season. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean. You know, I I go so back and forth with, do I think, I think my bold prediction for the season is, will Helen and Noah end up back together? Right. I, I go back and forth. Literally about 30 seconds ago, I was like, yes, they're going to be back together. And then I was like, actually, no, I think they're going to be like, he doesn't deserve to be back with her. So let me, <laughs> I, I don't know what I predict there. Um, I definitely think that Carl and Janelle are going to end up kind of making a nice little power couple. And Janelle is quickly going to see that Noah just doesn't add up when it comes to Carl. Carl is here and Noah's here, I think. Um, I also think that we'll definitely get some good closure on the Allison situation just as far as how she died because of everything that Joni is going to do. And also, like, just props to Joni for trying to figure out how your mom died. Oh, yes. Years later. Like, I love it. Yep. Yep. I love it. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, We will be back here at our regular time next Sunday. Sorry about those Labor Day shooting props. Um, Until then, y'all can find me everywhere at April Wilson Hand. You can find me everywhere at The Allison Dean. Excited for what's to come. Oh, yes. Y'all can find all of us everywhere at AfterBuzz TV. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. We definitely want to know what y'all thought about the episode when we read all of those comments. Um, until then, we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 